Welcome to Hadley Presents. I'm your host, Ricky Anger, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with the experts. In this episode, occupational therapist Faye Tripp, along with Hadley's Chief Program Officer Ed Haynes, join us to discuss bioptics. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thanks, Ricky. Good morning. So glad to have you here, Faye, and always good to have you, Ed. We're talking today about a subject that I know very little about. This is one thing I love about my job is that I get to learn something new every day, and uh, we get to share that with our audience as well. So before we get started talking about bioptics, what they are and what they do and who can use them, that kind of thing, let's just take a moment to get a little information about each of you. Ed, you've been on the show before, but we'll start with you. I, Of course, you're Hadley's Chief Program Officer, and I think you've also had some field experience as well, right? Yeah, thanks, Ricky. Yeah, I'm the Chief Program Officer at Hadley, but I've also worked as a voc rehab counselor and a uh, vision rehab therapist for many years. So I am a little familiar with the use of bioptics. It's an important topic, so I'm really glad we're talking about it today. And I'm grateful that Faye is willing to speak with us today. Yes, we so appreciate that. Faye, can you tell us a bit about yourself as well? Good morning, and thanks so much for having me chat with you this morning. I am an occupational therapist. I've worked within the Duke system for about 33 years, and about 15 years I've been involved with the Duke Eye Center Vision Rehab Group and full-time for the last eight years. And within the realm of occupational therapy, prior to the vision rehab part, I work in general rehab setting and then acute care, and I've worked in outpatient and a variety of different settings. So with the background, I feel like it's brought a a good foundation to the world of vision because we don't just see the person with their vision limitation. We we work with the person, it's a whole person. So in our setting, especially with our population now of older adults, we typically don't have just the vision issue to a, to address. It's it's other issues too. So I'm thankful for the background and to be able to pull all of that into the world of vision. And I have had an opportunity to work with folks with bioptics over the last eight years. So I hope that I can share some information today that will be helpful. Yeah, it really sounds like you're the ideal person to take this on, not only because you do have experience with bioptics, but also the fact that you are treating patients as whole people, not just sort of a vision problem to be solved is so important and doesn't always happen. So yeah, really glad to have you here to talk about bioptics. And I'm looking forward to learning a bit more about them and who might be able to use them. So with that, I'm ready to sit back and take it all in. So I'm going to throw things over to you, Ed. I know you have a lot of great questions, so let's get right into it. Oh, well, thanks, Ricky. Faye, let's just start with the basics. If you could just tell us what are bioptics? What do they even physically look like and how are they constructed? Sure. So bioptics, it's two parts for bi as two, and then optics is like the glasses part. So bioptic telescope lens system glasses are uh, essentially made up of the two parts of the regular glasses, as you think of glasses, with the prescription lens. And then the bioptic is either attached, as we would say, a frame-mounted system or a clip-on system. There are 
different versions of the bioptic glasses. And it really depends on what a person's needs are and how they would be fit or prescribed the glasses. So generally it's it's a pair of glasses with the telescope mounted to it in, in a variety of ways so that it allows a person to use their regular lens just for distance. But then the telescope gives that ability to see much further. So to expand the world to a much further base than what the regular glasses would. Well, that makes sense. And maybe you could explain a little about, about the experience of using bioptics. I know that folks who are new to vision loss, they're always looking for some kind of optical device that's going to make them see the way they used to see, right? It's just a normal thing. So are do bioptics do that? Are, are they easy to use? And what do people say they like about them? And what are the kinds of things that people don't like about them? Sure. So it's not going to revert the vision back to the way it used to be. For example, before the vision loss or the vision impairment, it may not get the vision back to that point. What the telescope classes do is to magnify so if a person's limited in their vision in a, a way like a visual field limitation, it's not going to replace that visual field limitation. What it will do is magnify an image so that it, it's like bringing it up closer. So to relate to the use of binoculars. So when a person looks through binoculars, everything is up really close. It magnifies, it gets a bigger image on the, the retina or the back of the eye so that a person can take that information in more easily and they then functionally they see it better. So the telescope glasses will not correct for any visual field limitation or if there's distortion or so forth. So it's not going to make it like it used to be, but what it does is magnifies the image. So it's a bigger image on the retina, on the back of the eye, so that the whole visual system can take that information in and, and use it more efficiently. Whether it's easy to use or not, that <laughs> depends on the, the user. Some people catch on very, very quickly. And some people may have more trial time and more practice time to get really comfortable with it. And the practice time is really important. One of the factors that we would consider prior to the optometrist or ophthalmologist prescribing bioptics is to really encourage a real trial use so that a person would come into the clinic to see, can they actually do it? And it's something that they really want to pursue because it, it can be a challenge when a person is using one of the, the common types of telescopes. They may be looking through their regular lens glasses, but the telescope's mounted on the top of the frame. So what they have to do is just transition or finding a target with their eye vision, transitioning from the carrier frame lens, the regular lens, down into the telescope and to be able to spot their target as they look through the telescope. So it does require a level of eye control, cognitive ability to learn new skills, and the ability to get comfortable with that movement sense. Now that's really useful, Faye, because I, I know in the past I've had folks who are new to vision loss uh, tell me, oh, a friend of mine said you can get these great glasses and they'll they'll just fix everything and it'll be super easy. And it sounds like this is something that does require practice and um, a certain amount of cards to all be in the right order. So are there certain types of patients that do better with bioptics or are there certain types of eye conditions that people have that are more prevalent among bioptic users? And so again, we, we might look at the, the whole person and the, the whole visual functional status. 
although there are certain eye disease processes that would be uh, more supportive of using the telescope. Ocular albinism is one of those, whereas the visual fields are usually full, but it's an acuity limitation. So when a person uses the telescope, then it magnifies, so it improves their visual acuity at a distance. And they're not hindered by any limitation in the visual field potentially. Another common might be Stargardt's. Then again, it, that's a macular degeneration issue, usually an earlier onset limitation. But then again, it depends on the person because if there's a central vision deficit and there's a significant visual blind spot or scotoma there, that may hinder the person from using a telescope and because of the way it has to be mounted. Certainly other eye issues, myopia, which would be nearsightedness or when a person can see close up, but they can't see far away would be a strong indication for possibly benefiting from the telescope classes because they can see up close, but then the corrective lenses may not help them see as far away as they might need to for their functional goals, like for employment or just in the community and seeing those fast food restaurant menus or the bathroom sign is. They don't you know, want to be able to see those kind of things from a distance and expand their whole visual world. So they, they have a little bit more accessibility to, to real things in life. One of the primary reasons a person may use a telescope that's mounted to their glasses and be hands-free is for driving or for use when they're in a moving situation because you can't hold the telescope device when moving or doing other things. So being able to expand the world for that is important, but not everyone might be able to use that. And again, it depends on their visual field and if their visual field is intact to where the telescope would be mounted, and if their visual acuity is sufficient to allow them to, to look through the telescope and, and benefit from that. So that's really interesting. It sounds like they're not for everyone. Um, and you've mentioned some specific activities that people do use them for. You mentioned looking at menus. I like that idea at a fast food restaurant, looking up at the menu. Or The million dollar question, of course, is using them for driving. But before we get there to talk about that, are there, just in your experience, are there some specific activities that people really tend to use bioptics for if they're not using them for driving? Yeah, so um, there there are. And in our clinic, many people do come in specifically for that. But my main message to them is that this is not just for that purpose. The bioptic telescope glasses are for all of your life activities that may require distance vision. And, and there are different options for the telescope glasses, too, that allow for near vision, for spot checking, not to read a book, but for spot checking details. So some of the, the main message is that get used to using the telescope glasses in your whole life. When you go shopping and seeing those overhead signs, when you're traveling and you need to see in an airport, the flight uh, numbers or the gate numbers. A common thing is when we're in the community and we see someone at a distance and it looks like they're waving, but are they waving at me or are they waving at somebody else or who is that person? I always think of using the telescope to, to expand the world to see, you know, the detail that's necessary to make a good decision. Um, so in the community, just for real life function, shopping, social interactions, 
on the job, of course, what the job is, but for being able to interact more with customers or see the presentation that's being presented on the on the board in social situations like at church or other kinds of meetings where, you know, sitting may not allow to sit up close, but the telescope will allow that use of ability to see the pastor or to see the speaker or to see the choir members or to see other signs and information that would be helpful in interacting with the community. Well, it sounds like for the right person, they could really be useful. So uh, if someone uh, wants to get bioptics, uh, are say Medicare pay for them, insurance? Um, how, do, how do you actually get them? So the, it is a whole process to get the bioptic telescope glasses and the individual would need to be seen by an eye care professional, one that can prescribe glasses because it is an optical device. So it would be an optometrist or an ophthalmologist. Not every optometrist or ophthalmologist may be familiar with the bioptic telescope ordering or prescribing process. So it would be helpful to ask those questions before scheduling an appointment. Typically, it would be someone that's identified as a low vision specialist or low vision care provider. And that person would be able to prescribe, just like the eye doctor prescribes classes, there is prescription. And then the decision has to be made as to what type of telescope would meet the individual's needs and how strong the telescope could be to meet the individual's needs. Some states, if the individual's visual acuity has an indication on how strong the telescope should be. And in some states, for example, for driving, the individual would need to have a certain visual acuity through the telescope. That's where the optometrist or ophthalmologist skill comes in is that they need to prescribe the certain power of telescope to allow the individual to have that certain visual acuity when looking through the telescope. Um, elsewise, the person may get a telescope that does not meet the guidelines, so they're limited because they can't pursue their main goal. Once a person has been prescribed a pair of bioptic telescope glasses and that order has been filled, the telescope user would come in and be fit for the telescope, have the telescope glasses dispensed, and then they would do training. The individual optical shops have different processes for training. I just highly suggest that you, whether it's through the optical shop or through another low vision center or vision rehab center, make sure that there is training that's completed and how to use the telescope glasses, how to care for it, and how to use it functionally for safety. You ask about Medicare insurance. It's up to the individual provider what their guidelines are for insurance coverage or if it's an out-of-pocket expense. I can tell you that Medicare itself does not cover bioptic telescope glasses. Most private insurances do not. There are some private vision insurances that can help cover, but that would be up to the, that individual insurance. And then the insurance subscriber should communicate very clearly about what the coverage options are prior to pursuing the telescope glasses, because it would be very important to know what the, the options are ahead of time before committing. There are coverage options in some states for vocational rehab and independent living skills services where the device 
may be used, for example, on the job with vocational rehab. And some states can cover the telescope glasses for on-the-job performance. Many states will, from my understanding, will not cover it, though, for driving purposes because they may not have an option for driver's training and to, for the liability circumstances. They may not be able to, to pursue that. We've sort of touched on the topic of, of bioptic driving, and that's what a lot of folks are really interested in. So obviously, it's not easy to get bioptics in the first place. There's a lot of tests and, and training that needs to take place. What else has to happen if, if you're determined that bioptics are appropriate for driving for you, um, at least visually, then uh, just in short, what, what has to happen in addition to that to be able to actually obtain a bioptic license? And I know it's different in every state, So we, <laughs> but in just in general. So the first step would be for the individual to pursue getting the, the bioptic telescope glasses. And that would be, again, through the optical provider the optometrist or ophthalmologist, and then um, generally based on the state's guidelines, that eye care specialist should know what the guidelines are and be able to determine if that individual is actually a good candidate and if they will meet the guidelines for driving. If the person does meet the guidelines for driving in the sense of visual acuity measures and visual field measurements and the individual demonstrates that they actually can function with the telescope in the, in the clinic and do a trial use, then they could go to the next step to pursue getting the telescope glasses. Once the telescope glasses are obtained, each state will have their individual sort of guidelines and requirements. It may require specific in the clinic training to get used to how to use the telescope glasses safely. Typically, it requires on the road driver's training as well. That is where the tricky part comes in because a person may need to have a learner's permit or a driver's license prior to going on the road. So it's a long, this is a long process to go through. It's not an instant uh, thing where you walk into a store and you buy a bioptic and you're back on the road. We mentioned it's things are different in every state. I think there's different rules about driving with bioptics in every state too. For instance, in some states you can't drive at night or maybe you're given a trial period. What advice would you give to someone who's you know heard this podcast and just says, you know, I'd like to try out bioptic driving. Where should they just start? Yeah, I think a, a good start is to communicate with a, a vision rehab or low vision care provider a good starting point maybe with the state services to, to, to find out a resource to go to. Although the, the state uh, services for the blind or visual impairment may not have the answers, they may know someone to refer to to ask those questions. Another service would be, or an option would be to go to the uh, state's DMV or Department of Motor Vehicles website and and search out information about the options for using a bioptic telescope. Because again, every state will have their own guidelines for using. And the questions to ask would be, what is the required visual acuity with the the carrier frame or best corrected vision? What is the requirement for visual acuity through the telescope? And then what is the visual field requirement? The next set of questions would be what's required for using the telescope. For example, what are the allowable strengths of telescopes? Some states require 4X or less. Others will allow 
up to 6x power telescope. So know the specifics for options for the telescope use. And then the requirement for training, which may include the clinical and the behind the wheel, and then a length of time of having the telescope prior to, to pursuing getting a license. Another resource specifically for driving would be through the website ADED.com is the Association of Driver Educators for Disabled. It's the host for the Certified Driver Rehab Specialists. And there are specific guidelines on that website for driving with a vision impairment, which includes bioptic telescope information. There's another website that's helpful to understand the function of the telescope and guidelines for use. Bioptic Driving USA is a good website for an overview. There's also some very good information on the websites for the telescopes themselves. Two main companies would be Occutech, Occutech.com, and then the other is designsforvision.com. And again, there are two different types of telescopes and different telescope providers or optical services would cater toward one or, or the other probably. But that those websites can give you some really good guidance on just general information about oh, what looks best for me or, or what might I want to pursue. And then what is this local provider going to be able to provide for me? And we will have the links to all of those websites in our show notes. So if you're listening and frantically trying to write those down, no worries. We'll have those in our resources. This has been really educational. And as Ed said, not a quick thing that you're going to do, just go in and grab one off the shelf. But it does sound like for the right person, this could be sort of a life-changing device once you go through the acquisition of it and then all of the training. You can do things that you weren't able to to do previously, especially with with distance vision. So that's amazing. Faye and Ed, thank you both so much for stopping by and just letting us know about bioptics. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I'd just like to say I really appreciate the opportunity to to chat this morning. I do totally agree with what you're saying, Ricky. It can be life-changing for whatever age of life, whether it's a, a teen or an older adult. And just to expand the visual world is so helpful and um, enables people to do, if it, they're a good candidate, although it is a very quite involved process, it can really maximize a person's function and benefit them in all types of activities. So it's a good thing to pursue. Again, may not be for everyone, but it's, it's a really good option. And, and thanks, Ricky. This was really an important topic. And many thanks to you, Faye, for sharing your expertise. We really appreciate it. Yes, we really do. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Got something to say? Share your thoughts about this episode of Hadley Presents or make suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at podcast at hadley.edu. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at hadley.edu or leave us a message at 847-784-2870. Thanks for listening. 